Well, it's Wake Up With KC, and today I have an interesting uh, topic to talk about. It's about intimacy. What is the misconception about intimacy? And not only that, what about sex and sexuality? And how does numbers connect with those? Please welcome expert on this topic, Vanessa Gravel. Vanessa, hey! Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much it's for having me here on the show. I'm very excited. <laughs> well, I'm honored and very humbled. And I've been waiting patiently to talk about the topics that we're talking about, such as, I mean, the misconception about intimacy. I think there is definitely misconception about intimacy, sexuality. But what fascinated me when I, there was something that you posted on Instagram or something, and you're an expert in that field, but also numerology. Can you please share with us, like, how did your journey begin and how did you discover this? Yes, um, I would love to do so. And I love that topic. I just posted yeah, this week. Um, I went live on my YouTube and I was talking about sexual energy and it's such a powerful force. But often I was sharing there, we, we see sex and our sexual energy. It's not the same thing. And it's the same with sex doesn't mean intimacy. Um, these are two pairs of shoes. Our sexual energy is completely something different than sometimes having sex and intimacy is something else than having sex and I think there's a lot we can learn about in our society um, about sex about sexual energy how we can use it for um, our business for um, for our life to really expand in that way and how I got into that way and how I as well learned how to bring in the numbers into intimate relationships is a beautiful way um, which began for me six years ago or it's almost seven years ago when my dad passed away very suddenly and um, it was a big turning point in my life and it was a big gift for me to really tune into the intimate connection I have with myself because before my dad died, I was on a very regular pathway, very disconnected from my true soul, soul purpose. And um, that event happening for me was my eye opener that I need to change something in my life, um, that I truly want to live a life I desire to live and I'm excited to live. So it was a deep and long journey of finding my soul purpose, um, finding my intimate connection with myself and as well then opening up my heart again for intimate connection with men because after my dad died for a long while intimate relationships with men haven't been on my plate at all and then first I built an intimate relationship with me with my body which I rejected very much my whole life um, and I was not really in peace with my body so the whole journey began and um yeah it's a long journey <laughs> i just um try to keep it short um but it's a beautiful journey of 
yeah, finding that intimate connection. Well, wouldn't you agree that it's, you know, especially now in this, you know, time that we're in, it's, there's so much disconnection with our being a divine spiritual being, sexual being inside a human being. And that's why there is a lot of chaos, this negative energy, because there's that separation with, you know, us, you know, when you, connect to that it's like a euphoric orgasmic experience it's like you just when rebirth or baptized and born again it's like you actually come alive it was that how that experience yeah. was for you yeah i definitely feel like on my journey i like constantly feel like I'm more alive. And um, since I'm allowing pleasure again in my life, like, and I'm allowing my sexual energy to, to blossom and to rise and use it for my creative project, use it as well for my relationship. And since I allow myself to, to live romance, to be romantic and to love, love and to love um, my relationship and just to love my life it, it shifted everything for me and I see as well there is a big um, disconnection as well even so sometimes when we are in yeah spiritual communities or groups and um, I see still there is a lot of pressure often from these communities coming into um yeah almost like there are two different sides i see <laughs> it's sometimes hard for me to tell there's one group who says you should hold your sexual energy back and i'm curious about as well what you think about that and then there's another side who are really expressing their sexuality to the fullest I see that in, in spiritual communities I, I've been around, both extremes, like um, you shouldn't have sex at all to hold your energy back, um, or over-expressing, in my opinion, the sexual energy and having sex with multiple partners, polygamy, which I think is a beautiful thing to live, but when you're truly safe within yourself and safe within your body, and I doubt that a lot of people are truly safe within their bodies and they are often following a trend or they think they are more open than they actually are. And then they're actually hurting themselves because they are not ready for having a relationship with multiple men or multiple women because that can bring up so many insecurities. And when you're not stable and secure with yourself, I don't think that is that is very beneficial to live. It can be very traumatizing, in my opinion. What do you well, think about that? Um, yeah, about that's the a two good ex question. Two there, yes, when you're talking about two sides. Um, but here's the thing. There is limited beliefs about, you know, what we should you know, be like, you know, uh, through religion. And if you go through ancient civilizations, 
even like going back to the Egyptian times, you know, the high priestess Isis, it, you know, it, back in those times, they did use sexual energy to connect to the that invisible spiritual realm and connecting to source, you know, to receive information, to understand more. And there's writings about that. And then, you know, um, I went to <laughs> to a, a museum in Boca about the Machu Picchu. And I kid mm -hmm. you not, there were artifacts of people having sex. And, <laughs> and I was just like, wow, they, and they write <laughs> why they did it, why they were so into that sexual thing. And my boyfriend looked at me and he goes, see, they had porn back in those times. It was just through artifacts. <laughs> so, then, you know, when a religion started to be created, then it was frowned upon. There was a taboo about it that it was, you know, evil. It was bad. The only time you have sex is when you're married and then to procreate and have kids. Nothing about loving and expressing, you know, your love for that person or just feeling pleasure being with that person. Now, see, loving yeah. somebody and wanting to be with them is totally different than enjoying the experience being with that person. And it's yeah. almost that sexual energy, which is, would you agree? Sex is just synergistic energy exchange. That is it. Yes. Yes. And this is why as well, I think we need to be so careful with who do we want to truly exchange our energy. And as well, I see as as women, we are connected to the womb space. So in my work as well, I include the womb space and it's a very holy space in our energetic system where we have often um, old pains, wounds, um, trauma stored in our womb space. And as well, through our womb space, we are connected to other women. So we all women, in my sense, are connected with each other through the womb space. Um, I know that in, you were speaking about ancient cultures and in ancient cultures as well, they had tents for women. When we were bleeding, we came together and we were actually celebrating our period together and it was not a isolation because um, it is something ugly to to bleed or to have the period it was more a symbol of sisterhood coming to the and so when we are having our period I work with the cycles with a men menstrual cycle we highly intuitive and highly in tune with spirit we can receive psychic insights so it's good to go in these times into isolation into a space where we have really the time to receive messages and insights and knowledge but it's hard in our modern society we barely have time we to to isolate ourselves and if we are in a nine-to-five job we cannot just call and say we have our period as a woman and we cannot 
go to work anymore. So we need to find a way, how can we honor our cycle and our modern society? How can I still honor my cycle in the life I live? Not saying that I should cancel my nine to five job just because I need to honor my menstrual cycle because we are living now in a different time frame. And I'm a big fan of we need to use the our gifts and tools we have in our modern society and we need to work with what we have right now but knowing that ancient cultures did it differently in in cultures and I, as i was saying the womb connection is very very important this is why i came to speak about the menstrual cycle and about the sexual energy we allow into our energetic field so when we have sex with multiple partners We knowing we receive the energy of that partner. And actually, I forgot the, the, the time frame, but my mom was teaching that in her women's circles a lot, that we are connected with that man like I, over years. It's like a time frame between five and seven years, I think. So it is very important that we make, um, we clear our womb space, we make meditations where we can clean the space and release the energies which don't actually belong to us. And that's why when you are male listening to that, as well knowing you give out your semen, your energy into another person's energetic field. And if we have like, just sex to have sex with another person and we don't know nothing about that person it can be very dangerous because we don't even know what traumas which stories which beliefs with what do we truly exchange energy um, so i see it as a very important a very important um, topic um, the sexual exchange and be being very conscious about that and on the other side don't getting too closed up that we don't allow that pleasure and that intimacy in that we are too afraid of letting someone into our energetic field because then we are closing us up from connection so finding a sweet spot and finding a balance how can i for myself live my sexual energy in the best possible way how important is it for me to have sex what are my sexual desires um, what are my desires to have in a partner? What do I need in a committed relationship? What do I need to feel safe in, in an intimate connection and having, having sex with a partner? These are really important questions on that way to find your own conscious way of having sex, using sex, sexual energy to create because it's a creation force. With, when we have sex, we can create any time another human being we can create babies and this is a big creation forth and we can use it as well that energy to manifest big things to have intentionally sex to set an intention for example with our sexual partner together what we want to create during our sexual experience it's a very powerful tool how we can use it for manifestation And it's right at the tip when you're about to have the orgasm. It's when you put that mm -hmm. intention right before you reach that orgasm, you think about the, as if already having 
that emotion, which is creating the energy to experience and have the manifestation of what your desire to come into the reality, the physical realm, because everything starts with the thought, then the energy, emotion, energy and motion to a physical manifestation. Is that agreeable to say that that's how you can manifest things? Yes, yes, definitely. And this is a beautiful thing. And what I feel like what creates a deep intimate connection when before you have sex with your partner to speak out loud your intention, your manifestation, what do you want to create? And you open yourself and vulnerable and you share with your partner what you basically share about your desires, your needs right now, and your partner shares as well. Um, you can ask then your partner, what do you desire right now? Um, what do you need right now? And you will see as well how that will change your sexual experience when you share that upfront before you're having sex, because then you automatically know what is, what does the other person really need right now is it some soft touch is it maybe something freaky is it maybe something whatever it is but you can sense then the energy better of your um your of your partner and it opens up a deep um heart-to-heart -heart connection if you do that um before having sex and then i love how you explained it then bringing that thought with awareness again into your mind when you are orgasm which is your highest state of pleasure so your vibration is so high and you're getting into that state so you're not manifesting or just saying an affirmation out in a low vibration no you're actually your whole body is in a high vibration so i i love how you explained that and here's yeah, the practice i just suggested is maybe a a nice add-on if you um, feel like you want to deepen that intimate connection with your partner. And it's funny because we're talking about sex, which I love. Um, <laughs> with me, uh, and this is what I've, I've discovered because, you know, we have a, a misconception of even what love is. Some use sex as a form of expressing love. There's passion. There's this. I feel it goes deeper than that. Um, yes. But then I noticed like even like, you know, at the beginning of when I first started having sex and whatnot, it was I was receiving love out of sex, which is, that was a, a limited belief, a, con a concept that I took in as true. So I was always looking for sex as that is the way of love kind of aspect. But then yes. I realized, I'm like, hold up, if I am love, and my expression of love is sharing my energy, sharing that love with somebody, which creates that passion, that desire, that longing to where you feel sensations in your body that's coming alive. It's like that body chemistry, you know, 
um, it gets heated up, your heart starts palping, you get sweaty palms, you know, your nipples are pulsating, your, your vagina is pulsating because you cannot take the energy anymore to where you want to be physically touching that person because that energy gets built up and it has to release itself. And I'm like, hmm, I'm also a light worker, energy healer. And I'm like, well, I want to explore my sexuality and be in a relationship to where I can explore that with other people. So me and my mm. partner, we do have threesomes, foursomes, you know, we go to swinging parties and, but I'm always, okay. Huh. And I'm like, I'm feeling the energies of certain people. And it's amazing. Some yeah. of the people that I've met that are in like Tantra, there is some spirituality kind of energy. So I just go with that because I'm learning more about myself and the process. However, with pandemic, mm -hmm. that's a wrench in some of my <laughs> experiences. <laughs> but, but it's like, it's to me, it's we're all divine spiritual beings, sexual beings, and a human being. And if you can be like, find your true authentic self and know who you are, there's really no separation with other beings. There is a oneness that you can, but some of them are not there. They have a different, they have emotional energetic traumas. They have insecurities, they have fears and it blocks them from actually experiencing pure bliss of really knowing that kind of intimacy level on a sexual experience. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah, I would definitely agree. And I love what you say. Um, you need to know yourself very well. And this is where I bring in numerology because numerology helps you to understand yourself first, to understand your soul urge and not to follow a trend or maybe see or listen to you. And like, I love that. Like, I love to hear how people live their sexuality and I, I love it all. But then seeing like, oh yeah, that's brilliant. She, she does it. But then being very honest to myself and knowing I'm not there yet, um, to explore these realms of having threesomes, foursomes, or whatever. Being like really raw and honest with yourself and with your partner. Um, and then, but knowing that there's a desire and I'm very curious to explore that and I'm not excluding that I might explore that in my life. I just know where I'm at right now in that present moment and that's not there yet. And this is very crucial to know and um, this can help you the numbers can help you to understand as well what do you need to feel safe what are, do you value in love what do you value in relationships what do you um yeah what do you need on a basic level to nurture and love yourself and then from there you can 
do these explorations and see and test and play and open up and then you know when the time is right and um, to to maybe have different kinds of experiences and then you know you do it in your own time and not in a timeline which is maybe good for someone else or just because you hear someone speaking about it. Maybe you hear someone speaking about it and you're like, oh, wow, yeah, maybe one day I can experience that as well. But then always coming back to, to your true um, true self and to you, your true essence. And I've always wondered because it's the feedback that I get you know, having these kind of sexual experiences is like, you know, I hear, oh my God, your aura is so, you know, or you're amazing. You're so, you know, I get the compliments and I always humble myself. I'm like, oh, thank you. You know, oh, really? Okay. Thank you. Kind of thing. I always am humble. And, you know, one, I'm not really used to getting those compliments but it's like it seems like we're now everywhere i go is like wow you know and i'm like oh okay thank you well you look great too kind of thing so it throws me off a lot <laughs> but it's like get used to it you are beautiful accept it receive it you know and yes. now it's like wow yes. thank you you know but then i go and because I always have that, like, once you connect to that higher self, your soul essence of your authenticity, um, I'm going, so, you know, I'm an energy, you know, healer, light worker and whatnot. And I'm like, I can use my sexual energy to help heal. Like, be almost like, they don't have to know what I'm doing. But my intentions is pure. It's like, let me be the vessel to love because love heals. Love does amazing miracles. So I like that concept yeah. because I asked the question like, well, can I use that to help somebody? And they don't even have to know. So I wonder about that. About um, what exactly, if you can use sexuality to heal? Yes. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Because um, actually, the, especially the men, they have um, their heart point in their penis. So um, for a man, it can be like very healing. And sometimes they need that connection, actually, um, the sexual connection to really get connected with your heart space. So. Um, that is a very healing point to really open up the man's heart again. Um, and as well for us women, I feel like sexuality heals. And as you were saying, um, yeah, being in that presence and that energy of someone can be very healing as well for, for us women. Through having sex, there can be triggered certain points in our um, vagina where certain traumas even show up this is sometimes we women can even experience that we start crying or having a, like a emotional release while having sex and that's not that something is going wrong or something is bad no that can be actually beautiful and can be a beautiful emotional release which can release a 
past trauma which has nothing to do with your current sexual partner and then it's always good to have someone who can hold that space and um, when we have conscious sex and as well when you have sex with these um, conscious people in a, in a conscious way then you have people who as well are most likely able to hold that space and um, not bringing you as a woman in a position where you get shamed for crying while having sex. And um, I feel like as well, I feel the media kind of promotes that topic that we we have. So I'm shifting a little bit, <laughs> but I just like came into my mind that the media promote that when we are having sex, that equals love, but it doesn't mean it, but as well, we can have sex and spread love. So it's uh, really, we, we need to shift a lot of um, conceptions of, around sex because yes, it can be very healing, but yes, as well, it can be very traumatizing if we do it in an unconscious way or if we go down the way of, um, yeah, using sex maybe as a tool to improve our self-esteem, to just use it as something to feel better or to get like an instant gratification through the orgasm we can use it like that but then we can use it for with its healing powers if we have really sex in a conscious way and as well my mom was telling as well I learned a lot about <laughs> sexuality and um, womanhood from my mom this is why I bring her up and she was sharing as well in ancient cultures I don't exactly know to what time frame it was but men and women only came together to have sex actually and then the woman went back to her mission and the man went back to his mission and the woman was nurtured actually for a very long period till the man came back with that sexual intercourse what I want to say with that that um, through the media and porn as a porn industry it got promoted that we need to have sex a lot but sometimes one sexual experience can nurture us over months because we are so orgasmically charged up and in such a high vibration that we don't need so many um, sexual connections to have that charge. And then we can use that charge and use it from the sexual connection and bring it into the world through using that powerful energy and bring it in our projects like you um, in, in your podcast in sharing these like important messages with the world and your coachings and bringing that all together using then this supercharged energy and creating from that place and then share it with the world and creating something bigger. Well, here's something I can share with you. <laughs> because in a intuitive transmedium, life transformation yes. coach, I had this, um, and I started channeling and experiencing little bits of channeling. And I, I recognized the, 
like it seemed like it was a Native American or indigenous. So I started experiencing that. I didn't understand what I was saying, but it sounded old, like ancient from the, you know, the indigenous tribes, if you want to call them Native Americans. Um, and then it, I was like, okay, I don't understand what's going on, but you know, I just like, uh, I received the messages and they'll come to me later. And then I met my current partner and we finally had sex and it was like, I, I can't um, ever remember having this kind of orgasm before, but when I did, it was this huge, like big around this big, I don't know if you could like, you know, big, okay. Vertical <laughs> white laser coming through me through the ceiling. My eyes are closed. I'm convulsing now, but I see electricity, like my eyes are closed and I'm seeing this laser and I'm seeing all this electricity all over lighting up this room. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on here, but oh my God. And then I started to come <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I just had an orgasm and I'm having this experience. And I'm like, oh, I wonder where he went. Oh my God, I scared him away. I'm not going to, you know, this is just going to break up our relationship. And then I came to, and he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I just had this amazing experience. He goes, you weren't having a seizure? I'm like, no. And I expressed to him what I was experiencing <laughs> and what I was seeing. And he's like, oh my God, I thought I had to call 911. But then a couple <laughs> of times later, I start, like, I was sitting on top of him, enjoying amazing sex. And then I reached this powerful, intense orgasm. And all of a sudden, it was like my, I left my body. And this being came in and started channeling a language I've never heard before. And now it's been continuously. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, wow, I can't make powerful. this shit up. <laughs> I have a witness. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And and he he doesn't feel it or um did something change for him in the meanwhile? Like did did something change for him? I'm curious, I honestly like does he receive he, in the meanwhile? Well, he's never actually like he believes in like there's Bigfoot and You know, he understands about Zachariah Sitchin's theory on life about the Anunnaki, so the ETs. But he doesn't really understand my spiritual, what I do. Um, he's filmed me a couple mm -hmm. times uh, channeling. Um, he's curious, you know, yes. kind of thing. And, but skeptical at the same time. And I'm like, the reason why you are that way is because you're not open to having these kind of, like having an experience that is so spiritual that you can't even describe it. Yeah. You know, spirituality is about experiencing, not, it's not inherited. It's not passed down. It's actually experiencing because we are spiritual beings. Yes. Yes. 
That's beautiful. And as well, for me, spirituality as well to explore which which are my channels to receive these messages. And yeah, I, I never heard um, that before so far um, that something happened like that um, while having sex. So it's like really eye-opening for me as well. And it's like just a confirmation how powerful sex can be. And this, in my opinion, can only happen when we truly feel safe, when we mm -hmm. are truly having an intimate connection. If the partner feels feels the same and as well this is something I want to touch on like um, I was just curious if your partner feels this as well but I feel like as well detaching from that we always need to feel the same things that even the partner doesn't feel it nothing is, is wrong with that he might have different channels to receive his messages and as well still having your beautiful experience which is valid at the same time which is very beautiful um, and magical so I really I really love to hear that um, that power that force um, which can Our, just happen in such a magical connection there is uh, most of the times when we you know when we have just me and him together our sex is so powerful it's there is passion there is that energy and at times there there isn't and i'm like okay you know because <laughs> we all have <laughs> i feel intuitively like when i need to have i have to have balance you know to me is sex in the morning mm. is a great way to start your day and sex in the evening is a great way to end the day so a lot of times we don't get to, so it's like, you know, <laughs> um, and then there's times when we're with other people, I find it so attractive, you know, watching him with somebody else. I, it's a turn on to me. I find that very yes. attractive. So it's like, I'm still exploring, I'm still experiencing and we still have majority of the times amazing sex and sometimes yeah i like to take a break and i read a good book that said you know sex is the biggest pleasure it wasn't just for you know procreation it was to experience pleasure joy and you know have much sex as you want but also take a break Because when you overdo it, Absolutely. it will offset your balance because the biochemistry in our bodies. So it's like, enjoy the pleasure. You could always have it anytime you want. If you know that concept and you can wrap that around, then there's no need to have it all the time. It gives your, your body to recharge. And I, yes. you talked about trauma and the womb and coming from you know being studying history especially with the ancient civilizations that i talked about and like the sex and whatnot but there's off and the trauma with sex now check this out because i talk about emotional energetic traumas and from the womb because you were in your mother's womb your mother was in 
her mother's womb, how far yeah. back does that emotional energetic trauma go back to? Because with the, um, the creation of religion and how women were treated, even through the, our origins of how we were created as human beings, and that trauma keeps passing forward. Then you have the wars. Then, you know, the... If you were a witch, how you were burned, tortured, hung. If you, you know, the medieval days, all of those time periods of how women were treated and had children, it passed on. It's energy and it's trauma and it keeps passing down. And look at where we're at now. Then we're also dealing with, you know, female reproductive problems. How far back does that trauma, it's manifesting in each one of us women, breast cancer, then look at the food that we eat, look at, you know, mm. all the birth controls and the prescription drugs. How does that affect us being able to heal from those emotional and energetic traumas? And does anybody really understand that emotional energetic traumas that affects our reproductive yeah. order? Oh, yeah, that's so powerful. I love that you touched that topic because it's like the feminine and the masculine are deeply traumatized and wounded by exactly what you were saying. And it goes so far back that as well it takes us time to, to, to hear that. And it takes more time to realize as well. We We all consist out of feminine and masculine energy. And as well, for example, having a look in your numerology chart can give you an understanding if you have like more feminine energy or more masculine energy within your soul blueprint because you can be even a woman and you have more masculine traits in your energetic field. Or you can be a man and you have a lot of feminine traits. So it's both for so important for both genders to to heal these wounds and to to learn what is a healthy feminine um yeah how do we perceive a healthy feminine energy how do we perceive a healthy masculine energy and we women been yeah suppressed for a long period of time but as well seeing the men the men were not really living in their healthy masculine they were dominating us women They were treating us women not good, and it was um, sometimes um, or often power abuse, um, power control, control over women, and that's not the healthy masculine. So the masculine needs to learn again how to be a man. How I see a lot of men who who are very very off and gentle and the urge of a man really to be a man and go out in nature be in touch with nature working with their body i see a lot of men who are not in touch with their body anymore who are so softened up by societies and by mothers who were taking care of of these men too much so there is always for the man the connection to the mother to heal and a lot of men got taken away, as we were saying, and in wars, fathers got taken away. So the new generation of men, they were not, they they didn't 
they didn't have any role models anymore in front of them. They didn't have fathers often because the men were taken away or disappearing out of their life. And then there was only the mother left who was traumatized by itself because their husband went away. And then it back and back. And it's such a big fear, which takes us a good amount of time to to hear the topic but this is why it's important and I love that we have that chat today about this topic because that is for me as well already a step of healing he bringing healing into the feminine energy bringing healing into the masculine showing that both sides are seen that we see the the, the wounds of the feminine and we see the wounds of the masculine mm-hmm. and we give appreciation to it and we just through researching explore how can we use our sexual energy how can we live true intimate connections who am i the questions who am i on my on a soul level what's my soul purpose here on earth this brings so much healing in the the whole topic in my opinion yes because we have a misconception of who we are as well that we're separate that we're just human beings you know when in truth we are spiritually divine beings we are self that's connected to this greater source life force energy that's within us expressing itself through us experiencing life Mm-hmm. How would we understand anything unless we go through it to know the difference? What is good and what is not good? But And there's positive energy. There's negative energy. There's the yin, the yang, the masculine and the feminine. All it's connected. And for so long, it seems like more negativity has been dominating, controlling the energy. Okay. Now there's positive energy coming to give balance. And we are connected to even the earth. We have chakras. The earth has chakras. That's how like powerful our connection is. And when we hate someone else, when we're, you know, the, the racism, the hatred, the greed, that power, there's those operate in that for their own mindset reality that energy keeps transferring to until something happens but if we can come together and wake up to to connect to that we can balance that more positive so stop the hate stop the separation and the racism and then look at each other that we are one family one big family maybe dysfunctional but we're still one family all connected and we can then start healing those wounds because that energy is transmuted and creates a new positive energy And when we could do that with ourselves 
and with others, imagine what our planet would look like and how it would change for the better and produce even more. Absolutely. So what you, as well, um, you mentioned earlier about the, the feminine and the masculine traits in numerology. Well, you got my birthday. Yes. So what can you tell me in that aspect? I'm curious. Yes, I will. Um, I will reveal your life path number and I will give you a short insight about, about your numbers. So how can you calculate your life path for everyone for who it's um, a new topic? You basically just take each and every day, month and your year, each and every number and you count them together. So I did that for you, just like adding your numbers up then you um, receive a number. For you, it says 35. Then from the 35, we go 3 plus 5 equals an 8. So your life path number as an essence is the number 8. But the number 35 gives you an understanding what is your strategy to success, your strategy to master the challenges of the number 8. And it's actually, it makes sense because um, the number eight is actually a number, a very deep number. The number eight is here to transmute and transform darkness into it. The number eight is known for its deep focus and for as well deep insights. The number eight loves to go deep. It can be, um, it can be, um, equal, not equalized. It can be compared with the energy of a Scorpio um, from astrology, like an energy which loves to absorb a lot of deep information as well, who goes by itself through deep transformations. And the challenge on the task for the number eight is to bring their painful experiences, their darkness the world share it with the world so you can bring light into other people's work and often topics for the number eight are sex money so the eight is definitely someone who materializes their their gifts and talents because the eight loves to make money and not just to make money, but as well to share then the resources with others. I see the eight as a very benevolent giver. They love to give to the people around. Um, they in relationships they sometimes need to take care because they um, that they give their partner attention and focus because they can dive so deep into their projects and into their business that they sometimes forget around the people around them and then they try to compensate that through nice gifts but realizing that giving your time and energy is the biggest gift you can give someone is for the aid to learn so this is and inside, like, what are the tasks and challenges for the number eight on their life path and as well their gifts because it's a very powerful number. And then the three and the five, which are your strategies, are two numbers which 
symbolize for me freedom. So three is the inner child energy. It's um, exploration, playful communication, and adventure. And the number five is as well a rebel energy who likes to do things in a different way, who the biggest fear of the number five is a is a fear of the mundane doesn't like any any anything normal at all and it's as well it's a big change maker because the five does it in a different way and this as well explains the three and the four they have a big sense of freedom exploration adventure why you can for example live that so well um, exploring your sexuality on the level you do because you are by nature a very um, free-giving person. You don't like to be pinned down at all in your relationships and you need as well a partner who can give you that freedom. And the eight, anyways, loves to explore deep in deep connections. So this all... Um, gives a perfect understanding that you can live your sexuality the way you do and as i was saying there are feminine and masculine numbers um, for me the number eight holds more the frequency of a masculine number and uh, actually feminine i'm sorry <laughs> i changed my mind <laughs> Um, more feminine number even it's Scorpio energy it is more that really deepness and the three and the five are for me personally more masculine numbers but then you need to see as well your full chart to get a better understanding about your full um, the balance of your feminine and masculine parts but even so, understanding the qualities and the energies the numbers represent help you a lot what you truly value in relationships and what you truly as well value in sexual relationships and intimate relationships. Do you wow. resonate with, with, oh, with your life? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Because I've always, I always challenged some of the beliefs that were, you know, growing up in, in the religion that I was in, I always questioned because it didn't sound right. It didn't seem right to me. And I always got like shut down. Like I'm a kid, you know, obey and, you know, your mother and father, you know, be submissive to your husband. Uh, and just even the Ten Commandments, it, like things that I'm looking around observing. And then I'm looking at the this Bible kind of thing. I was like, something doesn't add up here because if this is supposed to be the true word, you know, the true word of God, then why are people behaving opposite? And why has history shown of oh, the way, you know, even the Bible, you know, God said to kill these children and rape these women and take these virgins. Like there's something like that doesn't sound like a God that I know we do something like that. So something doesn't sound right. Something doesn't feel right. And I always trusted that not knowing that that was my intuition. That was my psychic gifts telling me, nope, that's not true. You're right. It's not true. So that sort of opened me up to 
like realizing, oh, I had this gift all along. I just didn't know it because no one told me. Yeah, because we are only taught in our society. We only <laughs> have to focus on our mistakes, what we do wrong. But I feel like we would need like in our school system and in our education as well, um, subjects like numerology, like astrology, to connect with our gifts and to focus on our strength. And sometimes now in our society, it takes us so much time to rediscover our gifts and our talents because after school, we get directly caught up in the corporate world or we go to university. So we are on that train for so long, just following the normal pathway. And then suddenly we wake up and our whole world stands upside down. And I feel like this is as well what the pandemic was creating for us. Um, it woke up a lot of a lot of souls because we got teared out of our normal, regular life. And we had time for isolation. We had time to be confronted radically with ourselves because we couldn't have the connections anymore. We couldn't just live our life like normally anymore. And we've been forced into isolation, which was beautiful because in that isolation, when we truly used it for ourselves, we could face ourselves and to really ask ourselves, who am I? Who am I on a soul level? Who am I when I drop all these labels and constructs around me? who I should be, how I should be, and just allow myself to be. Right. And because it's, you know, like I, you know, talk about is those limited beliefs, the mental programmings. It's taught from when we're a child. From our parents, they didn't know any better. They were taught the same things, of, you know, from their upbringing, too. You're brought into, you come into this earth as a child and then you're, you know, you're, you go into this religion because that's your parents telling you, you know, taking you to church, taking you to, you know, all this. And then you got society, then you got the education, but then it's all a program and a system that was created to follow by. And then when you question it or you go out of, well, I don't sit well with that. Then it's like, oh, you're going against the program. Just do as you're told. Go to school, get good grades, get a good job. That doesn't even apply to this day now. And yeah, yeah going through this pandemic has opened a lot of people's eyes. And, and it started their spiritual waking, but some haven't. And, and they're even more angry. They're more negative. They want to blame everybody else for you know, why things are the way for them. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah, I would agree. I definitely see as well both sides and I don't think it's it's over. <laughs> I, I think we are on a good way and um, I think probably there will be souls who are not waking up and that's okay as well. Um, But as well, to see the souls who who were waking up as well, I see that there's a lot of help needed, a lot of still, a lot of confusion out there, a lot of um, 
yeah, doubts and fears around that new world because it's not fully, our new world is, is not there yet. We are in a transitioning phase and mm -hmm. we cannot see the new yet, but the old is gone. And so what are we going to do? And I see as well, a lot of people are trying to hold on to the old world. They, they don't want to see what's going on. They are still hoping that the old is just now coming back. Um, I well, don't think that's that's going to happen. And because um, how can just, you? Here's the thing: they're like, "Oh, we need change. You know, make America great again." Or, you know, this isn't working. We want something. You're asking for some change, better change. But how can you get something new to come in if you're holding on to the old baggage? The old system that's no longer working. Yeah. You have to let it go and create the space for the new to come. And I think there's a misconception about yeah. this new world that we've been taught, you know, that supposed to be a bad thing. And I think that's why, because we already we were programmed a new world's bad from the religion aspect of things. Oh, it's the ending of, you know, Jesus is coming and you know, hopefully he's going to save us before this, you know, because of the book of the Bible of Revelation. But they don't even understand that concept of that, you know, what Revelation was really all about, you know. And I think that's the yes. struggle because they're confused. They have no understanding of the true meaning of a, the new world and what it's supposed to actually be. Because there's people of higher power that are putting the fear have been for decades now yeah and it's just creating more yeah and we more problems and issues because you're not letting go <laughs> just let go let it go yeah it's a movie. and it's a big reprogram yeah from the fear reprogramming ourselves to love it's a big 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 task and from numerology standpoint, we are in the energy of the number six collectively this year. So 2022, three times the number two. The number two is a very feminine number, which is all about unity, co-creation, bringing things together, co-creating finally together with the universe and with each other. So we have three times the energy of the number two in this year. So this is really our big task to learn this. And then the six is the number of unconditional love as well. I compare it with the Jesus Christ energy who is there for humanity, who is bringing change into the world without expecting anything back. And we are all collectively challenged to, to learn that, to reprogram ourselves and um, as well to show love for the people who are not there yet, who are still in fear, to bring up the love for simply everything what, what is there yet, to bring love into the process, to bring love into the waiting for the new or the just holding still, holding the space, bring, bringing up love for ourselves when we get impatient, bringing up love for us even if we are... Um, realizing fears coming up loving us through the whole process is a challenge for us this year and of course 
through the process, there's a, a lot of things showing up to the surface, which show us we are not in love yet. And we are going right now through Mercury retrograde, which can bring anyways right now in this period up a lot of old traumas, a lot of childhood traumas. It shows you radically where you haven't healed your, your family issues. So maybe, yeah, some of you listening are relating that there's something coming up to the surface, a topic you need to look at, look at again and again and saying to it, yes, like with an inner yes, looking at it with an inner yes, with love and saying, thank you that you're showing up again because I know this is happening for me. This is happening for my transformation so I can change, so I can heal it, so I can bring it to an end and finally letting go and letting go of that system. Oh, why is that happening again? Why is that happening to me? And shifting it into, oh, yes, this is happening for me and being excited, being in that state of excitement to finally look at that topic and transforming it into the light. Wow. Now, speaking of numerology and speaking of the 2022, now, you know, it's not just about your birthday, but every year your numerology changes as well because the year keeps changing. Yes. So it's like a cycle. So with mine, I looked that up. It's, you know, the 9-11, which is, you know, 22. So it's like a 2 six equals eight for this year for me you're in the personal year of the eight yes yes you're right um you're in the eight yeah and we have nine cycles so it goes from one to nine so nine is the ending and the year of the eight can be very much about yeah looking at your sense of um how your finances set up, like creating financial freedom and um, working through these kinds of topics. This can show up in your personal cycle for, for this year. And that's like very important to look at. Look at your personal cycle, then look at the collective cycle. And then you will see how it goes together because we are, with energies are all connected. We cannot cut off the connection from energies. So just looking then at the collective, looking at your personal energy, and then things are starting to make more sense. Oh, yes, absolutely. And I'm quickly checking. Yeah, you are life path eight, and you are in a cycle of eight. I love as well to, to, to check that out. And yes, a uh, year of... I have it written down in my numerology guide, um, which you can download for free. You will place the links um, down under the video. So I have there the, num the frequencies one to nine with their shadows and as well with their tasks and challenges. And as well, I have there the personal cycles in my numerology guide. And the year of so eight is a year of material fulfillment. So it's all about, as I was saying, financial freedom, money, control, success, 
responsibility, fairness, and shared resources. So they can come up, come up certain topics about shared resources, about where do I take up on maybe too much responsibility, which is not mine, with the influence of a lot of feminine energy we are experiencing in the collective, which likes to take over too much responsibility for um, the sense of creating peace, harmony, and love around. So checking in, where do I might need to release some responsibilities? With the number three and five in your personal <laughs> in your personal life birth number, they are more avoidance of taking on responsibility. So as well, asking yourself, where do I avoid taking over responsibility? This can be like really two really nice nice topics to to work on when you're in a personal year of the number eight. Wow. Because there's like, you know, I'm dealing with some like changes and recognizing, okay, that I've learned to ask myself, is this the responsibility that I need to take on now? Nor is this mine to take on? Or should I just, you know, and being an emotional intuitive as well, I go with my emotions because my body will speak to me. Yeah. So I, I've learned to... Wait a minute, is this something that I need to take on or is this something that's trying to distract me from keeping me on track? So I learned to be aware. <laughs> and the hardest thing is my, yes. you know, my children. And right now I have one child that is experiencing some major things that I'm like, I have to take this on. I can't help, you know, it's heart-wrenching seeing her go through this and feeling what she's going through to a degree, but then it's like, okay, I, I, I can help you so much, but then I have to like give you direction and let you follow through. Like that's what I'm trying to get her to do. But in the state that she is with her mental health, it's very challenging to her. So I asked my guides, like help me be able to help her, but not take on too much responsibility you know, to where she gets yes. the healing that she needs. And it, it, it's mind-blowing of what she's going through. And, she, and uh, the age that she's at is 22. So wow. that's a master number. Wow. And it's four. So the negative <laughs> aspect of that is mental issues. So I'm like, yes. fuck. <laughs> this, this, this is part of what... And I'm like, it will... I know she's going to be okay. I know she's going to heal. And this is part of her. I do believe her life path, what her purpose is, is in order to help others heal from it. Wow. Yeah, if you want to, you can send me her birthday after after our chat and I can as well, um, give you her life path number if, okay. you, if you're interested. Oh, I definitely yeah. will then. Because it's just the thought, yes. like, you kind of thoughts come to me i'm like wow that makes sense i resonate with that and i'm like three and four is about mental your mental health when you get into that yes like those new numbers and then i'm curious about that cycle of three and four because then she's in the cycle of the four as well so is it like a double yes. whammy
Oh, what were you saying? It's like her, like you, your birth year and like, or her age is a four. But her number ends in a nine, but she's 22. Mm -hmm. So it ends with a four. So, and then we're also, yes. it's, let's see. And this year it's a 13, which ends with a four. Yes. Yes. And 13 is as well this year, her personal cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the 13 is um, as well a karmic number. Um, so maybe as well things for her are showing up from past life, from her, like, I mean, she is basically in her first half of her life, but maybe the things from that time are showing up for her very intensely right now to, oh, yeah. to process and so. Four is a very sensitive number and a very beautiful number, but the four sometimes like to tell themselves that they're already dealt with their issues and they're kind of closing up and they don't really want to to look at this these topics deeper, but it's very crucial for them to not to repeat the cycle over and over again. So yeah <laughs> there's a confusion um, with what is have... real and what is not and that yeah. is mind-blowing to me i'm like wow and she's very smart and she talks about like ancient wisdom as well and i'm like just a moment ago you were talking like ancient like stuff that is like so true but then you would like in the next moment, it was totally like, I can't remember this. And this is, you know, uh, I was just like, oh, wow. Okay. We're just having an episode. That's all I keep saying. It's we're having an episode. We'll get through it. Yes. Yes. And I think that a lot of the younger <sighs> generation are experiencing that, what they call anxiety, um, depression, all of this. I feel is part of emotional energetic traumas, but in this time period of how they chose collectively to come into this earth and experience what they're experiencing for something greater. It's like, we're not catching the bigger picture. And then I started questioning about, okay, how does, um, how can we connect the science and spirituality together to help mm. like i feel it's been so long of you know separation between science neuroscience neuroplasticity epigenetics all of that is a key factor in the spirituality and that's why there is a like and it has to come yeah. together kind of thing that's what i was like feeling and sensing and connecting the dots from what i was experiencing with my daughter 
And I'm, I'm thinking like there's something that's going to have to shift or come together to fix this, to repair and heal this. And I think it's time now that science and spirituality join together. Yeah. Yeah. That we bring it all together and don't see it as separate parts anymore. And we truly use what we need right now in the moment. And sometimes it's more spiritual tools. Sometimes it's more science tools. And this is as well why I love, I have, I'm as well a yoga teacher. I teach a lot with movement so that I have different tools available from which I can pick and I'm not so fixated in the methods I work with and I can do it more intuitively and let it flow and this is how we we can use yeah all the gifts we have available that we use as well more nature again to yeah. really recharge our souls and take everything on board what we feel and we know inside we we can benefit from it right now absolutely and look at because big pharma you know and all these prescription drugs that a lot of people are taking they don't understand the side effects of how harming it could be because our bodies wasn't created for it and there is an, a holistic yeah. approach on an alternative that sort of goes with the body instead of you know, putting a temporary band-aid. And a lot of it is emotional energetic traumas that are just manifested in, in the body. Once you deal with that, the root of that, it dissipates. I have learned from and, and studied mentors that are doctors. You know, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Dr. Bruce Limpton. You know, they've done case study reviews of the mind, energy, and chakras and everything the power of our mind is so powerful but then when you get this on balance yes. it affects we have three brains too we have the brain here we have the heart the heart has a, a mind a brain and so does our, our digestive system and if any of these are all of these are out of whack you it's hard to even function as a human being So we got to get our minds straight here. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> we need to yeah, work with our mind, our heart together, bring them all together in one togetherness, connection and and love. That's definitely is a, a mission for for myself to bring that into the world through yeah through the topics I chose to speak about the most, through numerology, to, 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 to do my part to bring this more into the world. Wow, and I'm so proud of you and what you're doing and showing up. You are uh, such an amazing and beautiful soul in this beautiful being that you're in. And I know you have some online courses and I, I have the links down below for anybody that wants to connect with you to learn more. Um, they're there for the audience. And I wish you the best of success. 
Thank you. I'm like really grateful to speak with you today. I loved our chat. I love to hear insights from you, how you live sexuality, how you embrace it. And yeah, just being in your presence, I'm, I'm very grateful that I could speak with you today, connect here. I loved our chat. It was absolutely amazing. And I wish you as well the best for your journey, the journey with your daughter and everything. What is yeah going to unfold? The magic yes. is going to unfold. I know that, but in which way? And I, I want to stay connected and have you back on my show another day, another time for sure. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Well, there you go. You never know who I'm going to have on my show. You have to stay tuned so you can learn, awaken, and transform your life and be the best version of you by opening your heart and your mind. So stay tuned for another Wake Up With KC.